Sunday with Miriam on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by BlackRock Health, providing patients with world-class clinical care and comfort, enabling swifter recoveries. Tweet at Miriam O'Call. Now, Irla Odelinart has carved out a long and unique career in music, both internationally and here at home in Ireland. The Gloaming's frontman and twice Grammy-nominated vocalist is now set to team up with pianist and composer Cormac McCarthy and acclaimed clarinet maestro Matthew Beryl in a series of unique and special concerts, which I'll be chatting to him about in a moment. But first, they're going to perform for us Turlock O'Carolan's Eleanor Plunkett. Anneli on Hulhreve, Let's 
Beautiful. Irla Matthew Cormack, thanks so much. Listen, it's an incredibly beautiful song. I know it's a really old Irish one, isn't it, Irla, from Turlico Carolan? But who was Eleanor Plunkett? There are various stories about the story behind the song. One is that she lost most of her family in a fire and that he sort of wrote the song in solidarity to her. And then there's another story, which I came across recently, contradicting that entirely, saying that she entered into a legal battle over the ownership of a house or a property and that having won it, he wrote the song in praise of her. For my part, I always thought it was pure and simply a love song because it's written like that, mm-hmm. you know, in the way he describes her, in the beautiful imagery, and, in, you know, in the, in the phenomenal sort of musicality of the song. It suggests tremendous love. But there you have it. There's, there's a bit of debate as to not who she was, but why he wrote the song. I go with you because it is all about love. And I suppose it's one of the most popular compositions from Turlico Carolyn. Is he generally recognised earlier to be Ireland's first great composer? Well, he is recognised as one of the most prolific and I suppose you could say in some ways a modern composer insofar as that although he he is an ancient composer and that he belongs to an ancient uh, path, if you like, of the bardic harping tradition which goes back many, many, many centuries, there was a sort of a modernism to him. He seemed to be well aware of European music of the time. He may even have encountered some composers from the Italian world Mm And, you know, he he was complained about by certain other harpists later, like Donoho Hempsig, who said that O'Carroll's music was too modern. And so, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know, there's all of that. But for me, he is the most beautiful composer. And as many people don't seem to know as such, he, he wrote many songs. And they have, they're very affecting, they're very beautiful, and they're fantastic to sing. Now, you're here, as I said, with Matthew and Cormac. Tell me how you all came together. And I think this is just one of many very old songs you're going to be performing, playing them together in what you describe as a new experiment. So what are you trying to do here? Well, how how I met Cormac was interesting in itself, if I may just say that. And that was that I was contacted by a group of people in Cork and they were they had this idea that they would put two people from Cork together on stage who had never worked together before. Okay. So I, they said, who would you like? I said, I'd like Cormac McCarthy. So we were there in St. Luke's, was it in Cork? Yeah, St. Luke's, yeah. And for my money, it was just an instant connection. Mm. The Cork Mafia. Maybe. <laughs> I won't deny it. Maybe it's in the blood. Maybe, yeah. maybe it's in the air. But there was a sense, though, that with Cormac especially, he just really got it, got what I was trying to do got the measure of sort of the way I approach singing, which is probably very much my own way of doing things. And it just felt great. And it felt like there was so much more I could do. And so that's what I've been trying to do. Uh, we've been trying to do is just to have some more contact together. And then subsequently, we, we thought that we were lacking something. And uh, the lack has been well covered <laughs> by Matthew. But a Galway man. <clears throat> a Galway man. No, that's a, that's a break. <laughs> but the thing about the clarinet too, and actually that was Cormac's idea. So maybe you'd tell us what you yeah. what you thought that would bring. Yeah, well, I suppose, well, first of all, I mean, I grew up listening to Irla and, um, you know, it, his voice would have been kind of, it would have been passed on to me that this is the gold standard. So mm. um, I was well aware of, you know, Irla's 
vocal ability and whatnot. But what's been really interesting working with him is his wealth of knowledge with regard to the songs and actually delving into that. And I feel that the story behind the songs kind of lends itself to certain musical approaches. So as we started getting a bit deeper, I and we decided, you know what, there's room for somebody else here. And I'd worked with Matthew. I mean, we were in the Irish Youth Orcs together together years and years ago. So we've known each other for over 20 years. And I knew his ability as you know, a classical musician, but also as a jazz improviser and also his love for Irish traditional music. Mm. So kind of putting all those three together, he was certainly the right person for, for the job. Because although you have a traditional background as well, Cormac, and you are, though, sitting here playing this magnificent grand piano and you don't always see both together. No, but I think these kind of boundaries in music are being broken down more and more, which I really welcome. And as one of my students said to me recently, he said, you're genre fluid. So um, I took that as a compliment, I think. <laughs> but um, well, uh, other people might not. But um, yeah, that was. And listening there, I don't know if early you agree with this, your clarinet, Matthew, it's like another voice. Do you think it's really beautiful? Oh, thanks so much. Yeah, mm. I guess it, uh, the reed instrument, the clarinet can blend well with with the voice. And it's just playing alongside Ireland Cormac is a real joy and uh there's a lot of um, freedom and space within the songs. And, and when we rehearse, as Cormac has been saying, like to learn about the stories behind the songs and the context and like the different versions that might happen, it, it really lends itself to informing how we'll play. And here, you, you don't like too much rehearsal because do you feel that it can sometimes destroy improvisation? Like with the three of you, you don't like too much rehearsal? I think once you've internalised what your plan is for a song... I mean, these songs are, thanks to Cormac and Matthew, they're f the arrangements are fairly well constructed. But within that, then, if you over-rehearse them, you lose that sense of contact with them as kind of first contact. So that you lose the idea of, oh, this is new, this feels new. And the newness and that sense of anticipation is very important energy, certainly for a singer, and I think for most musicians, that anticipation just sucks you forward into the future and mm. brings out great performances. So you have to know when to say enough. I'm ready. Let's go. Now, you have a number of dates coming up and we're going to put them on our website, but I'll also call them out this morning. Early, you're with Cormac in St. Mary's Church in Hoth on May the 20th. On the 21st, you're with Cormac and Matthew in the Pavilion Theatre in Dunleary. Then you're with Cormac again in Kenmare Buttermarket. Uh, on June the 9th, on June the 10th, you and Cormac are at Doolan Folk Festival. And on August the 9th, you with Cormac and Matthew are at Fla Keown the Heron, Cathedral of Christ the King in Mullingar in County Westmeath. It's not bad, is it? Yeah, well done. Lots of choice there for people. Now, look, before you go, you're going to perform for us once again. Sean O'Riordan's Row. Introduce it to us, Irla. It's a very interesting poem by Seán O'Riordan, who was probably the first modern writer in Gaelic, born in 1916, was very active in the 50s and 60s, died in, in the early 70s. The thing about this poem is that it's sort of he touches a handkerchief on a frozen wintry hedge and immediately he gets this insight of a dead relative and it's quite spooky and moving. And you're going to play and sing that first now, Irla. Cormac and Matthew, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure chatting with the three of you. When you're getting ready, I'll just say goodbye from us. The programme was produced by the series producer Cora Ennis. Our broadcast coordinator was Elaine Conlon and Dave Gibson was on sound. Have a lovely Sunday. Stay listening for Brendan and we leave you now with Irla O'Linard 
and Sean O'Riordan's row, accompanied by Cormac McCarthy and Matthew Beryl. Sien the cone 